Hey, Curious Cuties, welcome to Curio City and welcome to 2024. Hey, baby, so excited to be in a new year. Honestly, you guys, 2023 wasn't bad, but I have, I don't know, I have really good feelings about 2024. I feel like all 2023, I was kind of looking forward to 2024. Although I did turn 30 last year, and that was amazing. I just feel like there's so much on the horizon for this coming year. A lot of things in reflection happened in 2023, um, especially in my personal life. Uh, the Missing Matoka Project, things like that. Uh, like I said, turning 30, the rebrand of this podcast. So it was a good year, but here we are in 2024. And it's another solo episode with yours truly. And we have some great questions from you. So... Let's get into it. I'm going to read them off so you know what you're getting into, and then we'll just dive right in. What are your year resolutions, and how are you implementing your human design into it? How do you use manifestation in your own life, and what changes slash results have you noticed? What are the updates with the Deliri Frost household? Hair routine, hair care product recommendations. Do you believe in everything happens for a reason? Are you afraid of getting older? And then something you used to believe deeply that you're now questioning, non-religious. And then lastly, self-care when going through friend drama. These are all really great questions and I can't wait to dive in. So let's get into it. <sighs> let's take a deep breath, right? Right where we are. Hopefully you are in a peaceful state. Um, if not, if you're just running around while listening, hope you also took a breath because you can breathe wherever you are. That's the thing about breathing. We always need it. So anyway, um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling um, excited for this episode and excited for all that's to come for Curiosity and everything that is just kind of in store for us. But let's get into the first question. What are your year resolutions and how are you implementing your human design into it? Okay. So the other day on, uh, it was New Year's Eve, um, we were going around the table and just kind of impulsively, you know, we were asking, um, somebody asked what is like our word for the year? And I hadn't given it a lot of thought because to be honest with you guys, the holiday season has been so insane. Like I really haven't had time, hadn't had time to think about those sort of things, but I had been mulling them over. I just hadn't like written anything down. So I didn't feel like anything was super clear, but as we were going around, I was thinking about all the things that like I wanted to plan for this next year and the vibe I wanted it to have and the mental, um, head spaces I wanted to be in the energy I wanted to bring towards it. And so the word that came to my mind was ease. And I think when it comes to human design, so if you listen to the last episode, which was with human design expert, Erin Claire Jones, um, I learned a lot from her, um, not just like from that episode, but just all of her content. And I've just been, you know, going into a deep dive of human design and then my specific human design chart. And I'm a projector and that's just the type, by the way, if you know anything about astrology, it's 
similar to just knowing your sun sign, which is great. And it's a great first step, but there's so much more to your chart than just that. So I actually decided to do the blueprint that she offers. And it's like 55 plus pages of, um, like a personalized guide for you based on like your entire chart. So it's like massive and very in detail. And so I got that, um, in like November, I think. And since then I've been like reading it, rereading it and it's making so much sense for me. Human design has been something that has really changed the way I see myself and the way I utilize my energy because Uh, human design does work a lot around like how to best use your energy. And I love that. So if I was to belong in any spiritual group, it's that the, the people that really focus on energy and, um, kind of base a lot of their spirituality on like energetics. Um, I'm somebody who loves the woo woo and the woo hoo. So that can also mean like somebody who really needs that like science based fact, mixed with their, you know, the, the magic and manifestation and the woo woo of it all. Um, and I feel like human design does that. So within my human design, yes, I'm a projector, but there's so many other elements to me that show me that I need to be careful with how much pressure I put myself under to just be doing, 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 um, a lot of my life, I've put a lot of my success, I've measured my success by how much I can do. And as much as I know in my head, like that's not good to do that, you know, you're going to burn yourself out. It's like at the end of the day, your natural inclinations like aren't going to change unless you find a better way to do it. And so being a projector, I... I believe I'm, I'm learning to believe that my success can and very much will come for me when I am most aligned and when I'm able to take breaks and when I'm able to find space in the day uh, for myself and to be alone and to retreat and to not fill every single hour, every single minute with work, 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 work. And when I think about my ideal dream life, it's not just work, 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 work. What I want and like part of what I want in an ideal life is space to go get a massage and, you know, I'm very much wellness based. Like I would love to, you know, go to the, go to the chiropractor on a regular basis. And that's like not just working throughout the day. Um, appointments take time and uh, visiting with a friend and catching up and having space to fill the day with not just work, but things that like also bring me joy. Work also brings me joy, but it can't be the only thing I go off of. So back to my word of the year, ease. I have always fought so hard for the things that I've gotten in my life. And I've gotten a lot of amazing things, a lot of um, accolades, I guess. (laughs) I've been in multiple careers even and have done well in them. Um, And... But, but I will say the most rewarding is when I feel like it's just come naturally when it just kind of happened to me and for me and, um, not like light, like it didn't just like land in my lap, but in a way kind of like when, whenever I have those t- types of opportunities, I feel most, 
Um, I don't know. I feel like the work that I'm able to do in those opportunities or how I'm able to, to take those opportunities, I feel like is a lot more aligned with ease and with, um, not a sense of urgency, which is really important as part of my um, chart as well is to not feel like there's a sense of urgency all the time. And, um, along with that, not having to prove myself, which I think having like working a lot, having to prove myself and a sense of urgency, those three things kind of go hand in hand and they burn me out. It's like the fuel that I need to like get things done sometimes, but at the same time, if that's the only thing I'm going off of is just like I'm working for my opportunities and I'm going to like work nonstop and I'm going to let whatever, 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 then I do burn out and I'm not enjoying it. And I think what I learned in my music career is to enjoy the process. And if I don't enjoy the process, then I'm not going to enjoy the end result. That's just like how I am. So um, ease, I really believe will be a major part of like a major focus for me this year um, and finding moments and ways that I prioritize ease, not just um, in how I want to, you know, be invited into opportunities, but also how I let myself approach work and how I approach um, things for the show and for the other things that like I do in my life to Go about it with a calm, ease energy. I also, I think we like kind of forget that ease is literally the be- like what easy means. Like <laughs> easy, it's with ease. And I, I'm, I'm really manifesting that a lot of the things in my life, whether they are financial, whether they're a like health thing or whether they're um, an opportunity, I'm just manifesting that it's easy, that it, it, it doesn't require me pulling teeth, whether it's like my own or somebody else's. I am very focused on letting things be a lot more easy than I think I've made them out to be. Um, And I'm really hopeful that in 2024, which it is that year now, I am able to, because I'm giving myself some space in the day to not just be working nonstop, I'm hoping to pick up some more of my hobbies again and um, things that I once considered a career, (laughs) maybe I'll consider them a hobby whether that's music or whether that's dance or um, whatever, you know, I could just go on and on and on. But I think that is what I'm really, how, how I'm implementing hum, my human design with my New Year's resolutions. Um, okay, and so then the next question, how do you use manifestation in your own life and what changes slash results have you noticed? So this question was asked because I shared on my story the top six podcasts that I've listened to um, in 2023, and one of them um, was the Manifestation Babe, and a couple of the others also kind of go off of Manifestation vibes, but hers, obviously, that's like her main thing, and I've been obsessed with listening to her. she's, she's just amazing. Um, 
I'll leave her link below. But so, okay, the question, how do you use manifestation? So I learned, okay, going back to human design, it's all like very aligned for me. But um, I have learned through that that some people have nonspecific um, manifesting types and some people are specific. And honestly, much to my dismay, I'm actually specific. And I say much to my dismay because to me, like, I could come up with like a feeling or a vibe about what I want all day long. Um, but that's not how I best manifest according to my type. So I best manifest by getting down to the nitty gritty, the details of things. So if I want, if I'm like, you know, desiring a specific let's just say it's like a specific house. Okay. I can't just be like, well, I want it to be kind of like this and kind of like that. And then feel like this. It can't be just like a three sentence feeling. It actually, I need to literally write down or however I want, but write down, uh, I want the kitchen to be white with, uh, you know, these types of like quartz countertops with, a, an Island with a, that seats four that, you know, you get, you get the picture. Like I have to be very specific and that takes a lot more effort, especially as somebody who, um, has always been, I've always been more nervous to be specific about the things that I want because I don't want to be let down. And it also takes, speaking of energy, a lot of my energy to think of specifics and to really trust my specifics. And I think that's a major part too, is not, I in the past have not fully trusted my opinion. Um, I'll go to a million other sources before I trust myself. And it's something I struggle with all the time, still to this day, no matter what the situation is. I'm like, I go to either friends or I go to, most of the time I go to Google and I like research my way into the right answer for things. Um, and I am learning to trust myself and to trust my opinions and to trust my gut um, and to trust that I know what's best for myself. And so being a specific manifester means that I, I have to know and trust what I think. Um, and that takes time and energy. And but the, but the times that I have done it, um, when I, I wanted to kind of play with it, I was like, okay, I'm going to get really specific. Like one day, this is like a kind of a silly example, but one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to play around. I just kind of learned that I was a specific manifester and I was like, I'm going to play around with this idea that I can manifest specific things. And there was a night I was getting ready. Um, I didn't know where we were going to dinner. I was meeting up with like family and we hadn't decided on a restaurant yet. And I remember just just deciding like what I was craving in that moment. I was like, I really hope we get steak. <laughs> I was really feeling steak and red wine. And I was like, okay, I'm getting it really specific. I, I want, I'm like visualizing myself eating steak and red wine and I decided to say an assortment of vegetables. So I was like, okay, I don't know what that's going to be. I, I don't think I, I don't think I want 
just one vegetable and I don't think I want to say like a specific vegetable, but I'm going to be specific that I want a vegetable. I want a steak and red wine. So anyway, we ended up changing which restaurant we were going to about two or three times as we're like driving into the area of town. So I was like, okay, we'll see. Like I really want steak and red wine and an assortment of vegetables. And we ended up going to this spot um, that it was like a seafood steak restaurant and I, what was it? I, I ended up getting, I ended up seeing on the menu steak <laughs> and it was like from a local, um, farm, which I love. Like when I'm getting meat and spe- specifically red meat, I really like it to be like local and I know where it's coming from. And so that was like, oh, that was a little added bonus. But like the on- entree itself was said like, um, assortment of seasonal vegetables and I was like oh my god that's amazing and of course yes I got a red wine um but anyway all that being said that was like one of those silly times that I was just like okay let me just like try like I'm gonna like manifest specifically and I did um and it's something I'm really wanting to do a lot more this year clearly that one worked. (laughs) So, um, I'm hoping that I can manifest some more things. Uh, I think getting clear on what I want is one of my life's biggest challenges. I really, really think, believe that. Um, I think I would be a lot more aligned if I were to, I think a lot of things would come with a lot more ease back to that word. If I trusted myself more um and I trusted in the universe more I back when I believed in you know when I was in religion I believed in God and whatever I I I remember very specifically like not trusting prayer right and not trusting God and there's so many reasons for that and we won't get into all that but I remember like having the mentality of anything that I want in life, anything I need in life. And that's on like some like, you know, we have religious trauma, we have family traumas, you know, we have all the things here. But I think I I remember saying to myself, if I want or need anything in life, I will have to do it for me. I will have to make it happen. I, I will have to put in the elbow grease. Like I will have to work for it and I will work hard for it. And I've had that mentality for 30 years. And so this is the next step in my growth and in my evolution that I really believe I'm, that I need to start trusting myself more so that things can come with ease, which is aligned with my human design. And I think things would happen a, like a lot more for me. And who doesn't want to work? Who, who doesn't want to work less hard for more things, right? Like that seems obvious but whenever you've had one like mental track for so many years it's hard to like break that narrative so um yeah that's how I'm starting to use manifestation um when it comes to like money and finances I'm changing my relationship I'm oh I'm like I've been trying to change my relationship with money for several years now um and I'm doing a really good job money and I have a pretty good relationship now um And I, you know, use words like I'm circulating money. Um, It's always coming back. Like it's always coming around. It circulates, right? Um, Trying to be mindful of the way I speak about money and using words like 
um, it's not like my priority right now. What if something's like, you know, out of budget, quote unquote, like really what it is, is for me, I would like to say that's not in my, that's not in my like financial priority right now. That's like that thing that you're, that this, you know, this event or that coat or whatever it is, if it's quote unquote out of my current budget per se, like another way to flip it is to say, that's just, it's not in my priorities right now. My priorities are in other things. So anyway, um, I think that's like another whole nother level of manifestation. Um, and I can go into that more some other time if you'd like, just let me know. So yeah. Okay. Um, updates with the Deliri Frost household. Um, love this question because we're, there's always new things happening around here. Um, I will say that Adam is developing a podcast network. Um, that's something that I probably won't talk a whole lot about. Um, but you guys get the kind of inside scoop because that's what the solo episodes are for. Um, giving you the first look at things and personal details. So that's always fun. So he's, he's building that out, wants to be a podcast producer. Well, is a podcast producer for, um, a few podcasts and wants to continue developing that. Um, and it's very, very exciting. So we're, we're pumped about that. Um, so he's been, um, focused on that side of things. And that being said, you know, with curiosity, um, with, just the way we're both wanting to prioritize our time. Um, if, as you've probably noticed, I am the host of all the interviews, you know, I do the solo episodes and then Adam comes on about once a month, um, to do a, an episode with me. And it's so fun. He is the Prince Charming of Curio City. He is the man behind the curtain. Um, we love and adore him and we will be doing monthly episodes together. Um, and we have more plans even about that and how we plan on doing that. Um, but that's kind of an update on him and, um, our, our plans with the podcast. Um, as far as patchouli goes, our dog, um, she decided that she couldn't go one more year, you know, without going to the emergency vet. So, um, I think on like the 29th or something, she ate an entire bottle of sugar-free gum. Um, the, you know, xylitol is what's the problem for dogs. And so, yeah, anyway, that was a major issue. It was the vitamin gums from Mentos. Um, yeah, so... Again, I am not going to go too into that because that was just, <laughs> it was like triggering all over again. And if you are new here, Patchouli was in a worse situation the year before, actually. And she ate ibuprofen and Tylenol and she was in the emergency vet for like a week. Um, and that was a whole different situation. We were very scared that she was de- not going to make it. She ended up making it, to, but this time around, we were scared, but... Um, we took her in right away and it was just a totally different situation. She was out the next day. Um, but still crazy. She's crazy. You guys, I don't even know. (laughs) She's, uh, she's definitely, um, likes to be a very luxe. You know, she likes to know that she's worth it, that she's worth a lot of moolah. You know what I mean? She, she's, she's a, she's a fancy dog in that way. Anyway, so that's that update. 
Um, and I, I just, I am, I'm focused on the podcast. Like there's so many things that I want to share with you guys, but one thing at a time, right? Okay. Now the next question, hair care routine and hair care product recommendations. Okay. To be very forward with you, I don't have a whole lot of routine, like products, I will say. I have a routine, but not so much products. So I won't necessarily be selling you a product. But in today's day, aren't you glad? Isn't that a little refreshing? So my actual routine is that I wash my hair twice a week. And I just use a basic shampoo and conditioner. I honestly couldn't even tell you what we have right now because we're always changing it. Um, I would like to get like a healthier, like better for you kind of healthy shampoo and conditioner. But right now we just, we just working with what we got. Okay. Um, and so that's twice a week. And then on the like hair wash day or the day before I will do a hairstyle. Like I have it in right now, which is like a slick back bun kind of situation. And I'll put some oil in it. And you guys, I mean, I literally will use any oil. Um, Adam uses jojoba oil that you can get from like anywhere. Um, uh, I use that, uh, he uses it for his face and I use it like on my body. I use it all over. Um, but I also put it in my hair and that's like the most basic oil I use, but sometimes I'll get like a facial oil, um, from just different skincare brands, just whatever. And anything I put like on my face, I, when it comes to like an oil, I'm usually like, okay with putting that in my hair too. So that you can really use like whatever. Um, I will say that I do not blow dry my hair more than like five times a year. So pretty much always letting my hair air dry. I think that probably helps keep it soft (laughs) Um, and healthy. And then for hair protectant, I literally just use like that oil, like a same, like another oil, Um, like the jojoba oil. Basic as that. And then, oh, vitamins. Um, as far as vitamins go, I I always take lysine and that's an amino acid. So that does help with like skin, hair, and nails. So I would recommend that. It's just a supplement, amino acid, like I said. Um, and I think I have noticed since eating meat that my hair has thickened up again, like in the front, which has been really nice. Um, I've always had pretty thick hair, but I did notice, I didn't notice it thinning ever, but I did notice more hair when I started eating meat, if that makes sense. Like right in the front, it kind of filled in a little bit more, which was be nice. Um, and a multivitamin. So I take a multivitamin as well. So I think those things really aid in my hair care, but I appreciate you asking because I'll take that as a compliment that you're asking. Okay. Do you believe in everything happens for a reason? Um, another way like people ask this is, do you believe everything happens for a purpose? And I, I think the first way that you asked, does, do you believe everything happens for a reason? It's like, that doesn't, I'm more neutral about that phrase. But when people say, do you believe everything happens for a purpose? Although it means the same thing. I cringe a little bit more with that one. Um, and I definitely know that that comes from like religious trauma things. Uh, Do you believe that everything happens for a a reason or a purpose? It's like I was taught that when I would get really fearful um, and I would hear about people 
getting cancer or, or kids dying. And people would say like, well, everything like God knows, like everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a purpose. Like there's a purpose behind everything. Like it would, it would send me like, I, I'm, I remember being like, okay, well, I want to be the most neutral. Like, I don't want God out to get me because I don't want God. Like if God like made this happen, like made this person die or like give them cancer or whatever, then like, I'm going to like just fly under the radar. So he doesn't think I'm like all that great and can handle all the like trauma that like drove Job in the Bible <laughs> went through. I was like, I don't want to be so holy and such a good follower that like I'm somehow tested more like no thanks I also didn't want to be like a child of the devil either so I was like okay but I'm also not going to be terrible so I'm just like want to fly under the radar so nobody cares about me like the devil doesn't care about me God doesn't care about me I'm just like right smooth smooth sailing and so I think because of that when people would be like oh well everything happens for a reason and it'd be horrible terrible things like painful sad things I just couldn't grapple with it. I don't. And to this day, I feel like I don't really. I can't. I can't say that I do believe that everything happens for a purpose or maybe I believe that, but I don't necessarily think that makes things good or better because the purpose could be something that it's like a purpose for somebody else or another situation or like, I don't know, like, you know, when you're, you're given like these examples of like, well, you know, when I was a kid, I was given this, well, this little girl got cancer because she, you know, um, she believed in God. She went to heaven, but then like she, she ministered to like the nurse and then now the nurse became a Christian. And I was like, that, it wasn't good enough for me. I was like, no, that's not the purpose. I like, I don't care. Like, that little girl was innocent, you know? So I think I'm personally triggered by that phrase. Um, because I don't fully like I, now that I don't believe in God and I don't believe in those sort of like belief systems at all, but I still have a hard time. We don't know what the purpose is or like what the reason is. And, when people try to explain pain away, I think it takes away the ability to, to grieve and, and to be there for somebody in a better way than, well, everything happens for a reason. So I think it's a cop-out phrase. The actual perp, like the actual meaning behind it, I, I guess I can get behind. Like, I think... I would be more like everything happens. That's it. Like, I think that's how I would use that phrase. Like everything happens and it is like period. Everything happens and it is. I don't think there's a purpose necessarily like not one that's good. Not maybe it's bad. I don't know, but everything happens and it is. So, <laughs> um, great question though. I obviously have personal beef with that phrase. Um, I just think we can do better, you know? Okay, next question. Are you afraid of getting older? Um, I will say 
I probably, I'm, I'm probably not afraid of getting older. I think especially in comparison to a lot of people that I know. No, I'm not. I'm not afraid of getting older, like looking older. I'm specifically not afraid of death. So um, I think that helps. But I am afraid of pain. And so I think I would be, I think as we look towards the future of getting older, like that's why I, I want to have, like stay in the best shape I can and take care of my body now because I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to be debilitated. Um, I want to be happy until my last breath. So I, I think that's more it. Um, I think as I age, my message and what is important to me will age with me. And I'm pretty sure like I can already see me being like 50, 60 and like still being on social media and being like, you know, empowering other 60 year old women that we are not like, you know, something of the past and that we're still like have so much purpose. And like, I could just see me like being like still like a like social media like leader like podcaster like I could see me doing that forever um and so I don't think like I'm not gonna age myself out of anything like I will just like follow my passions as they change um and so yeah I can honestly say no I'm not afraid of getting older um but yeah I hopefully we all do that's the thing I'm like yeah, maybe Gen Z isn't thinking about getting older right now. Like, lucky for them, I guess. I, but at the same time, they will in 10 years. So, like, we will all be going through it. Like, all humans get older. And if they don't, it, it's tragic, right? <laughs> so, we're all supposed to. And we all, every human, like, has. Most of us. Sorry, that's morbid. But you know what I mean. Um, so, no, not afraid. Because we're all going to do it. Um, all right. Something you used to believe deeply that you're now questioning. Non-religious. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. So obviously the first thing that popped into my head was veganism. I was like so ingrained. Like I literally thought there's no way I'm never going to not be. Yeah, a vegan. Um, and so that was a big one because um, I'm no longer vegan. And. Then the next one that popped into my head um, was kind of like political and sociopolitical. I think I, I was like riding that social justice wave, you know, in like, like 2018 through 2020, 2020. Yeah. The end of 2020, I'll say. Um, and it like about killed me. Um, I believe we're all made unique with unique people in our lives and that we should all deeply care about our personal lives and the people around us. And we're all going to be passionate about the issues that we personally deal with. And I actually think that's okay. I don't think we have to equally care about every human issue. Um, all at the same time to the same degree, um, all at once. Like that's just too much. And, um, yeah. And so I think, you know, the world of COVID and social justice and all that really woke me up out of a pretty 
like I had swung from super conservative Christian to, well, yeah. I, I was like always like semi conservative. Like I like preached it sometimes, but also didn't like believe it. So anyway, um, so conservative Christian to, uh, I guess you, I would have considered myself like, like a liberal Democrat or something. I, I don't even really know. Um, and I would just like blindly go with whatever people would post and like say, and you know, whatever. I was angry. I was upset. I was passionate. Just like, I wanted to swing the pendulum swung. And, um, and so not that this is necessarily current in the way I'm changing because I have changed and I've been changing kind of the, how I align sociopolitically and politically, um, for a while now, but I just don't talk about it as much because I'm more like, like I have a different stance on different, like every issue. Like I'm not going to necessarily align with just one party. That's just like not who I am anymore. <laughs> um, and something else that I, I mean, I was super, I was super into astrology. I, I never was like to the point where it was like my religion. I never held it to that esteem, high esteem. But now I'll say that human design is kind of taken over from like that spot in my heart <laughs> that astrology was, um, which is just like so exciting because I will say human design has like given me so many more tools than like astrology ever did. So it's like very fun for me. Um, and then let me think of, let me see the question, something you used to believe deeply that you're now questioning now questioning. Well, I think I kind of covered it a little bit in the first bit of this episode, which is that I have to work hard to get what I want. Um, yeah. And that was like a major belief I had and that if I don't go after it and like, hustle 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 like if I'm not the most hardworking out of all the people that like it won't happen for me so I'm definitely flipping that on its head and creating more space <laughs> which is scary because you're like yeah I trust the universe and trust that the opportunities will come my way and you're like okay well I could just be like going after this so hard right now anyway so that's like a mindset shift um let me think. I don't know. I'm curious if you guys have anything. Uh, something you used to believe deeply that you're now questioning. I'll be thinking on that question more. Um, but that's a really good question. Thank you for asking that. Okay. Here's the last one. Self-care when going through friend drama. Okay. I love this question. It was actually just self-care friend drama. <laughs> it was like a backslash. That's how it was presented. So I kind of created the question into self-care when going through friend drama um, because I think that's specific and it's specifically something that I struggle with. So when people in my life are, I'm not like in good, in a good place with them, um, I am rocked. I've said in another episode that I don't really care what anybody else thinks about me, but like people who I'm very close to, like very, it very much affects me if like we're not good. Um, and it's, so I'm learning how to care for myself when things aren't great or they're not a hundred percent with a friend. And one thing that, so I've always done anytime I've had 
drama in my relationships with friends or family is that um, I'm actually very good at reflecting and I'm very good at like trying to see both sides. Um, But to the point where I'll be trying, trying, trying so hard to communicate well, to go above and beyond, to like respond appropriately and react correctly. And I'm not saying I, I, I always do that. But in the times where I do, I still see the drama as if it is 50-50. And that's just not always the case. And so I'm learning that (laughs) sometimes the problem actually does lie heavily with them. Like they're going through something or they're struggling with something. There's an insecurity happening in their life. And it's not just 50-50. Like if I, I believe that there's like there's like a fight going on I'm like okay well the fight is continuing and I I must still be like contributing to the fight like I must still be like not doing something correctly and so in the past I think I've like I don't know I've just I have completely drained myself trying to correct the problem or the issue or resolve the issue because I have been like, well, it takes two to tango. So it must be 50, 50. I must still be like in the wrong, like, you know what I mean? And so I think being able to reflect and I, I'm sure some other people are kind of like, oh, that never happens with me. I'm always like fighting for my, like, I always think I'm right or whatever. And I do think I do have that mentality. Like I do believe that like I'm in the, like if I didn't believe I was in the right, like I, there'd be nothing to go off of. But I just mean like, I, I'll have the conversation, but then I'll just like the conversation will be done for a while and I'll just be in my head for like 24, 48 hours, just like reliving and rewording and redo like trying to figure out how I could be better and how I could have done better, how I can do something better. And it's like when, when the conversation's over, when the moment's over, like I have to just move on. I need to learn to let it go and not try to, not try to resolve the issue in my own mind long past the issue. And, um, so that's something I'm working on. Um, setting up those like own boundaries and that's hard. I think the way, like what we can do is try to get our nervous systems back in line. So taking a deep breath, trying to lower like that heart rate that like heart goes a million miles a minute, um, whenever you're stressed or having a conversation that's difficult or having a, you know, an interaction that's hard. I think trying to take a deep breath, trying to slow your breathing. And when you were by yourself, um, like put your feet up the wall and like that helps to calm your nervous system. And yeah, again, focus on the breath and try to like, yes, reflect And those who are reflectors like this, who think and think and think and mull on situations, you feel me? Like it can go on for days and like weeks and months, like it can go on forever. So learning to even distract yourself and when things come up and you're just trying to dissect and analyze over and over, just try to remind yourself when those thoughts come up that, or, or, or not even remind yourself, just like have that thought Be like, okay, thanks for the thought and then move on. 
try to distract your brain, try to get onto something else, try to like spark up a different conversation, call somebody about something else. Because at the end of the day, if you're just mulling and you're just like kind of killing yourself over the drama that you're having, it's not, it's not going to fix any issue. You're just going to cause more stress on your life. Um, so yeah, of course, like, you know, I could give you all the like, work it out, communicate, try to come with questions. Don't, you know, retaliate, uh, don't be reactive, take a beat before responding. Like you, but you know, all those things, right? Like we're like past that point. Curious cuties, like, you know, you know what's up. So now it's like about taking care of ourselves post doing the things that we know we should, should do and how to, um, approach friend drama. Um, and then also I will say like, if social media or tech is like an issue, like mute, just like mute your friends and that doesn't have to be forever, but like mute them. If it, like seeing their stuff and what they're posting, especially if they are, oh my God, especially if they are, um, what do you call it? Like sub tweeters and they're like posting like memes or like things that like, you know, are about your situation or something you said or something they said, you know, whatever. And it's like, they're posting content either making it themselves or like resharing things on their stories or whatever. That's like being passive aggressive. Just mute them. Like you can't stop them from doing those things, but you can stop yourself from seeing it. So <laughs> mute them. Just, just do it. Trust me. Just do it. Um, okay. And that's it. That's it. That's, that's all, that's all she wrote. That's all I wrote. That's all you wrote. Um, and so that will be it for today's episode. Wow. This was fun. I hope this was like a fun conversation for you. I know this was a little bit more, um, heavy, but I, I really, really liked your questions. Um, they were very good and got me very excited to like go into them more. So thank you so much. Um, you guys make sure that you follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you get the the episodes like straight to you. It also helps us out a ton. I really appreciate it. Rate, review, send to a friend who needs to hear all these tings. Um, and thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. And until next time.